Welcome to Blue Rain Gallery podcast with Jody Naranjo today. Jody is uh, not only one of my best friends and great friends, uh, she's one of the top potters, uh, ceramic artists in her genre. And it's an honor to have her here today. Love your hair, by the way. Thank you. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> Very colorful. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get down to the nitty gritty. You know, let's talk about where you're from, um, your heritage, and uh, let's just start there. Maybe okay. uh, where you were born and all that stuff. Okay. Well, I'm from Santa Clara Pueblo, and I was born in 1969. So I started making pottery as a little, little girl. Um, you know, my family are all, everyone in my family's potters. So I grew up around the making, the digging the clays, the firings, um, and it was just a family effort and a, fa a communal thing. So I did that, um, and by the time I was five, six years old, I was sitting there making little pots. At 15, I was sitting on the plaza selling them and in um, Indian Market and different art shows, and that's all I've ever done. I've been making pottery and um, for 35 years, so full-time. It's been quite a journey, right? Um, have worked with your family for about that long too, about yes, 30 years. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a, a, a quick story where we're kind of uh, related. I, I grew up uh, raised as a Mormon and um, Jody's grandparents uh, ran the Indian Baptist Church in Taos and the Mormon Church, we shared a fence. And um, I didn't even realize this connection. I have to tell the yeah. story because it doesn't really, it relates to you, but it doesn't, it's about okay. your aunt. And um, I remember coming home from uh, a show in New York, and behind me was uh, your aunt. We call her Jody Naranjo, but mm -hmm. uh, she was known as Judy, I yeah. think, back in the day. Yes. And um, she she taps me on the shoulder and, and she says, "Your name's Leroy Garcia." I'm like, "Yes." Uh, well, where are you from? I go Taos. And she goes, "Oh, I knew a guy in Taos." Uh, that was in the church next door to me. I was like, oh, that was my dad. Yeah. And I asked my dad, I think they may have went on a date or two, but that was my first introduction really to the family. Really? Oh. And then, um, you know, getting to know your, uh, your other aunts and uh, Michael and, and that whole gang, they're, they're all talented. Uh, down to the Swensels and yeah, I mean, there's, gosh. there's probably 30 of us in my family that are um, in the arts. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. It's the, that's, um, I think there's more artists than not artists in my family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, and it's painters, sculptors, um, weavers. I mean, we do everything. Pottery is the main thing, but um, everybody's branched out into other things as well. I noticed um, on on the Naranjo uh, side that your your style of pottery is different than say the traditional stuff that goes on in Santa Clara, where it's carved and it's mostly monochromatic. Uh, how, what's the orig origination of your style? Well, you know, my, my grandmother did the micaceous, the utilitarian pottery. So we would, you know, have the, those pots um, to cook in and um, for, you know, household purposes. Um, and I remember my grandfather sitting there with a pot and a, a nail and carving, he would wrap tape around it and then carve with a nail. So that's the first. Was it etched in? Or yeah, just, just etched etching? in with a nail, just wow. an old nail. And he would sharpen it with a file. And um, so that was my first memory of the etching. Um, I think 
probably Jody Falwell, uh, my aunt, would have been one that really took it to another extreme um, with the with the real contemporary designs. Um, and then I think the rest of us just kind of followed the lead. It, it, you know, she's an exceptional potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember as a kid just watching her and my other aunts, my grandmother, hold these huge vessels and start carving right in the middle, and then it would come out exactly on the other side. And I just would sit there in awe and think, that's what I'm going to do. So, you know, being a potter was just a given for me. I never thought of anything else except that I'm going to do that. Yeah, but you still had to uh, find your voice, find your way. Yes. So how would you uh, differentiate yourself from the gang, right? Yes. So how would, how would you define that? Well, you know, I, I tried a little bit of everything, and of course you copy as you go. You're copying your mom, you're copying other people. I, my polishing was never a strong point for me, um, but my carving was good. I could carve, and my figures weren't realistic. They were very cartoon-like or little animal critters, you know? So I thought, go with what you got. And so I would just start carving the whole pot up and just different scenes and make them funny and cute and happy. And, and you know, people liked that. So I think that's where I pushed myself in that direction. I noticed as well uh, about your pottery, you used the entire surface top to bottom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> where, you know, think about traditional, again, Santa Clara pottery, uh, it, it started off as just a band. Yeah, you see like a water serpent or yeah, a, a bear claw. Or a bear claw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, in essence, it, it did start with the bear claw, but um, as far as the first carvings. But um, I'm wondering uh, when this graffito started. I wonder if that was Tony Day and, and Joseph Lone Wolf's influence. Yeah, they really brought that in there. It was, um, I remember, uh, and Art Tafoya next door and... You know, um, there was potters that were doing the uh, Paul Speckled Rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were doing that scafido look, um, but on a traditional um, way. And I just was never good at traditional designs or um, realism. And my shapes were never symmetrical. So I just played with it and let them kind of come out as they wanted. And my carving was fun. I enjoyed it. And I liked, um, you know, I always had little children next to me, so I would make scenes and say, this is you, and this is me, and mm-hmm. it's our house, and the mountains, and the, the clouds, and the fish, and, and I would make little scenes and just to en- entertain us, um, or myself, and that's where that came from. Well, finding, finding pleasure and happiness in your work, and it translates out because what you're saying uh, is that your work is whimsical, and there's, there's happiness, there's humor, uh, to everything that you're capturing from whether it's about your daughters or running around at the village of Santa Clara yeah. or whatever. Uh, These days, the dancers. Yeah. And, and then stylizing mm-hmm. the, the, the animal figures. Uh, that's, that's I make them real cute and, and cuddly. Oh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> said, how do you make clay cuddly and cute? And I was like, well, I have my little dogs running around the house. It's pretty, you know. <laughs> you put, you put <laughs> a little easy. love into it. That's how you I do, do. It. And I do. And my daughter was singing, you always kiss them goodbye when they leave. I said, I do. <laughs> I say, goodbye, little animal. So I want to kind of isolate this here so okay. we can talk about it. Um, so when I first met Jody, she was already doing a top to bottom carving and, uh, and maybe some of this, uh, what do you call this cross hatch? Yeah. I, people call it my lace or, you know, and it's very light. It's like sketching on the piece. Mm -hmm. And I do that as a background. I've been doing that for over like 30 years, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm graduating into even double layering design so at some point you can see the background and then other designs then the middle band is polished and then I do the deep etching um, to bring the girls out Um, and these girls are doing like a merry-go-round 
um, uh, running around the rosies and um, real playful and their arms are in different ways and they're happy and so um, you know I had this part as girlfriends and I think of it as you know just this happy group of girls just having fun yeah, we won't make, we won't name names, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the other the other thing that's evolved is you have started experimenting with acrylics on natural clay. Yes. And tell me when that started and what led to that idea. Um, gosh, that's been about 10, 15 years, 15 years, I'd say. You know, I just, um, I think I just picked up some acrylics one day and started playing with them. And I found the metallics and I found different shades that... Um, you could see in the the sun at different um, angles, and I thought, how cool is this? Um, I knew it was crossing a line between traditional and non-traditional, but I thought, you know, I'm going to go for it. So some pieces I will, some I won't. Some people like it, some people don't. But um, for me, I find it just a fun and different um, way to express myself through the clay um, and bring out that traditional designs. So sometimes um, to does the tradition or the sense of tradition restrict you in the experimentation? It and used did to. Did it take you time to cross that? Yes. Barrier? Oh yeah. I used I used to just do a lot of fish and serpents and lizards and turtles and um, and then once I started doing um, scenes and um, you know I have city scenes and I have cars on them and I have all kinds of stuff going on on these pieces that are skyscrapers you know mm -hmm. that aren't traditional anymore. So once I crossed that line, it was kind of like, wow, I can, I can have fun with this. Um, the acrylic is another way to go in, in that direction. So well, um, that was kind of poo pooed for a long time, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can't. Non-traditional paint. And also under. pottery. When I was growing up, was you wanted it very symmetrical. You wanted everything perfect. Your polishing had to be perfect. Your, there was no room for flaws or errors or. Um, and now um, I think we're able to do the um, the the, asymmet the asymmetry and the the designs that are um, very um, modern and textured and um, overlapping and and I'm real happy that I can get to do that because that makes it a lot of it's fun. It's been for me. a it's been an interesting pendulum shift because I, I remember starting to. Uh, in this market and noticing like the perfection perfection like, like nathan youngblood it yeah. didn't get any more perfect than that absolutely it's like the polish was absolutely. pristine the carving yeah and i couldn't i can't compare to that yeah. i could never polish like that you know that's why i, I would carve. Style. Yeah. yeah but my carving was good and i liked doing that so i think that's where i started leaning more in that direction before you know it, I'm carving from top to bottom, inside and the bottom, <laughs> everywhere. Well, it's, re it's reflective in your success. Uh, for those of you who have ever seen her work, I encourage you to go to blueraingallery.com and look at it. But Jody has uh, been a sellout artist on all her shows for the last 35 years or so, right? I've been very fortunate. Very blessed. Very fortunate. But it's because of your innovative style, the whimsical. I Thank think people you. relate to that, Jody. They, they like the personable... They like to connect to something, and there's, yeah. it's hard not to connect to your work. Well, you know, that's, that's what I find is um, when people will talk to me about the pots, like, they can relate to the storyline, to um, the childlike figures. Moms get it. Kids even will come up and want to touch them and play with them. Um, I have my little clay animals. My daughters would run around the house and 
um, hide them and wrap them in blankets. And I'm going to pull this one. I'm going to put this back. Hold on a second. I'm pull this out so people can see it. Okay. This is one of the clay so animals. So I started doing these little clay animals um, just because I always had a kid sitting there. And the way I did it is I would make a, a seed pot and then I would make little coils and little balls and stuff. And I would play like Mr. Potato Head with them. And I'd say, here, well, we're going to make a little body and legs and arms and wings and eyes and a big smile. They always had a big smile. And I did that because my kids loved them. So my kids would have these little clay figures wrapped in blankets and running around and they'd all have names and then they'd break them and then I'd glue them back together and you know I remember being on airplane ships with a clay animal or camping with this clay animal in their arms but and then one day somebody came by the house and said wow do you sell these and I was like well no I make them because my kids like them so much but it's basically a seed pot and coils (laughs) and and paint acrylic paint and you know and so that's how that started Um, so I've been making these little clay animals for 20 years um, and they're all just these cute little fig figures. This one's a little dog with polka dots, and he's got his big smile and his big curly tail. And then when I fire them, they um, have, they're hollow. So this is the air hole right here. I thought that's where, sometimes they're the belly button, or sometimes they're on their, their bottom. But um, basically, it's just it's a happy <laughs> little dog. You could say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a little happy little dog. And then Leroy um, told me one day, he said, um, you know, these would be really cool in bronze. And I was like, wow, yeah. And the reason I kind of don't like to make these in clay so much is because they get broken. Yeah. Kids go at them. Somebody will have their grandkids come over and they're like, Jody, my grandkids picked up this pot, uh, this animal, and it broke its arms. I spent more time fixing horns and legs <laughs> and wings and eyes. Well, at least you could with the acrylic. You could glue it, sand it. I, I would, but it still it. is a lot of work, yeah. So he said, let's make them in bronze. So before you know it, we are making these little animals into bronze. And they've been doing very well. And it's nice because they're permanent. Yeah, so I've been real happy with that. You made one monumental sculpture. Yes, and it's at the Smithsonian, Uh which I'm very proud of. And um, it's a big, giant deer named Oscar. And he sits outside of the, the, the director's office um, because the director just fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. But he's there to greet people at the at the Smithsonian when they walk in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason we called it Oscar, do you remember? Yes. Because when we first got it, I, I brought the sculpture to Jody, and she she held it like, oh, like she won an Oscar award. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we came up with the, the name Oscar. And uh, there's probably a, just a few left in that edition. Yes, huh? yeah, we did quite a few of them. And um, a lot, you know, people have really fallen in love with it. It's a deer. It's a real happy little deer. And then we made the giant one. And um, just and, and I always called him my dear in the morning when I'd work. I'd say, good morning, my dear. And then I'd drop him up and say, good night, my dear. And so he was my dear to me. And then he's Oscar to You've come right. up with some good with the names. <laughs> how about like uh, the spider? We George. call him George. <laughs> yeah, and he's a furry tarantula. Yeah. And and it's like, how do you make a clay tarantula furry? And I said, just, I got it. I got this. <laughs> you, did, you did good on that. That's fun. That's I fun. got this. Yeah. Well, we're, we're excited uh, to continue down that process. I think we have more exploring to do in the bronzing, uh, especially as we get older, right? Right. It's uh, our hands don't work. My like hands are not what they used to be. My eyes aren't what they used to be. My, I, I shake. Um, I have a, a hereditary and internal tremor, so it's hard to 
um, do all that etching as, much as I used to. Also, you know, the carpal tunnel and arthritis. Is, yeah. It's pretty rough on me. Well, if people, if people take time to look at your work close up, uh, you can see uh, the torture on your hands. Yeah, so it's, it's nice time for me now that I'm in my 50s to um, slow down a little bit. You know, my kids are grown. I'm alone. I'm a grandmother. And it's nice that I can work um, at a slower pace um, with pottery. Um, you know, it's it's more enjoyable to me. It's not so hard on my body. And um, it's just nice to just do a couple of shows a year and not be running around yeah. trying to work constantly um, and enjoy life a little bit. Talking about new directions, uh, the experimentation we did in, in bronze, um, a few years ago, I took you on a trip to Seattle for what we called the first collaboration with uh, Press and Singletary. And um, you, you, you kind of knew what you were going to do or you kind of didn't. You know, tell us yeah. about that whole journey. Also, especially um, the first time in the glass shop looking at the color rods. Well, when we came up with the idea to do the collaboration with Preston, I know I, I didn't understand color and light. Um, pottery is basically you have three colors to work with, and there's not any um, light that comes through. So, you know, I, of course I thought of my designs and my shapes. So drew them out, and we went out there, and Preston goes, pick out colors. And I was like, okay, well, brown and gray and you know black and then he goes no come on jody come on so i go well, what do i have so he opened up a, a door in this room and there was a million colors and i was like wow so by the end of the day i'm saying turquoise and purple and you know <laughs> glitter so the color was just very exciting for me um you know the pot the the pots, I still call them clay uh, glass pots, but they're basically the same designs and shapes I use. Like this one has the Pueblo houses, and then the uh, fish, which is the Rio Grande, the um, hills with the trees, the mountains with the snow, and then my women, which are again holding hands with the uh, tablitas, and they're just um, all happy holding hands. Um, and so they are still my pottery designs. Um, and then this piece has, it's a traditional membrane design. Um, and it's, uh, the design was called cattail deer holding fish. So it was a deer that was holding fish. And people always said, what does it mean? I said, I don't know, it's just on a, this old membrane design. So I've changed it into different animals holding the fish. And this one is a mirror image. Um, and it's a ram holding fish. So that's where that design comes in. That's more, that's traditional to me. Um, so that's where these kind of designs come in. Um, and working with Preston, it's just been an incredible journey. This is our third um, collaboration together. And um, every time I learn something new, I'm learning how to, um, how to design the glass in a different way, you know, how to look at the light coming through. And um, of course, how the color shades go from top to bottom. So it's been, it's fun. I mean, it's a fun, fun, fun thing. Um, and seeing them today for the first time, it got really, uh, it's like Christmas Day. I get to see it for the first time um, and how they look, you know, because be, they're beautiful. It's a they bit, came it's out great. I'm, ex bench. I'm really excited about this, this, this whole project. You've, you've learned how to uh, design on glass. Can you give a little description of the part you played on that? Besides just coming up with the imagery, what else did you do? Um, I draw out the shapes, and, um, and then uh, the Pr Preston and the other guys, they get in there and they make them, and we pick the colors out so that the, each one has the color scheme. 
When I design pottery, I don't sketch them out on paper first. I've never done that. I don't draw them out first. I start on one side with a knife and I just go around it. So it's impossible for me to design the piece before it's um, in my arms. So what I do is I just hold it and look at it and um, I just start carving. Um, I do a relief pattern, so I take out the background and I'm carving out, carving the, the, the design so that the relief comes through, so you can see the light coming through. And I just start on one side and I go around till it's done and add little things here and there. These, these pieces used to be a solid color on the exterior. And uh, after Preston blows it, he, he puts a tape over it. And then he sends it to Jody, and Jody's talking about the process where I she, cut it she cuts it out. But um, she, she'll design parts and then for lines or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, but the, just the process of cutting tape is not as easy as it sounds. No, it's different. It's very different. Um, you know, there's not room for error, for sure. And, um, you know, you have to hold your knife very straight. I, I, I've been holding my knife for 30 years like this, and I'm learning it to hold it like this. And then I'm pulling out the tape. I'm looking at it from the inside out through the sun. I spend a lot of time outside looking in the sun to see what I'm doing because it's, um, you can't see what you're doing with the tape. You can't see the piece underneath. So you're kind of working um, with, a, with, blind, with blinds on, blinders on. Mm -hmm. Also, we should probably talk about how, how the glass is constructed. So uh, Preston uh, takes the drawing and he puts it on a clipboard and he has his calipers. And, so they can get pretty close to the exact shape that yes. uh, Jody's yeah. drawing on paper. But how it starts is they pick up a clear glob of glass out of the furnace. Mm -hmm. And uh, prior to that, they prepared uh, a cup of color, or they get uh, what we call uh, glass frit, which is just powdered glass. So they'll they'll basically, uh, if, if they put it in a cup, they'll they'll roll the the, the clear glass into a point, and uh, in the meantime, somebody's prepared a color cup, and they put that dip into there. So all of these glass pieces you have can either have. Uh, one, two, three, or four layers, or how many layers you want of color. Um, and it's interesting, the, the cup, because it just rolls it over, and that provides the color. Uh, now, sometimes you can just take that clear and kind of blow the form and then shake the, the glass on there, uh, the glass color to give that, that other thing. Um, the other thing to, to point out about Jody's work here is there's a mixture of uh, parts of the glass where the sheen has been blown off yes. and then parts where the sheen has been left on. And that's kind of how I do in my pottery too. I, I do sections with a, um, with a shiny and dull. Yes. And that's a big contrast um, for me. So Preston brought that in um, so that I can it reflects on the same kind of, like this would have been polished on my pottery and this would have been the base clay color. So you get the shiny and the dull like I do on my pottery. Yeah, and, and so there's there's going to be what, uh, 15. 15, piece, yes. 15 pieces. And these will be uh, coming, up, coming up for sale soon. I think we're about ready to launch. Yes. Uh, but the opening is... Uh, March 26th from 5 to 7 p.m. And as this state is opening up, we encourage everybody, come on yes. out. In your masks. Uh, uh, Blue Rain Gallery is 10,000 square feet of love. And so <laughs> yeah. there's plenty of space. Um, I'd like to encourage you to do that. So the, the next part of this uh, interview, I want to talk about uh, what we talked with Chris Papan about a little bit. And that's the opportunity to um, have your imagery printed on objects. 
Uh, under the Blue Rain Print Shop, we've uh, designed and released all kinds of fun things. Fun things. Uh, tell me how you feel about that, what you like about it, and, and show us a little bit about the products that you have. Okay. Well, this is a, a design that um, you know I, I'm very well known for is my women holding pottery and the pueblos and the hills and the mountains. And I just drew it out on, on um, paper and with paints and markers and stuff, and which was a lot of fun. And uh, uh, we made it into a into different merchandise. This is my, my, my personal bag, which I absolutely adore, a notebook. And, um, what do you I like used, about the notebook? You I that. love it. I love the size. <laughs> I love the pockets for my my little things. I just carry it around with me, and and then I um, just love that size. It goes in my bag, and then um, I have my my mug, and I have a suitcase. So when I'm traveling, I have my mug and my purse and my suitcase. You look all stylish. <laughs> you sent us that shot. It was uh, for I reference. Know, go so to our uh, Facebook. We, we did post that. You can also go to. Uh, Jody Naranjo's Facebook, and she, you'll see a post of that image of her and, on her travels. And what I love about this is, you know, the childlike figures. You know, I was able to put, pull in color, and um, you know, it has a, a, a drawing feeling, like the you're, like a, on your refrigerator, your daughter's drawing on your refrigerator. So that's what I liked about it. Um, it had that that feeling, and I thought moms will relate, kids will relate. Um, and you know, it's just a different. It's not. It's got the sketch feeling. You know, I didn't detail it to the point where it's perfection. So you get to see that it's all hand done. Um, I'm working on one now with my animals, a collage, but I'm using all clay colors and paints only. So that one will have the perfection. And we have talked about some ideas how to approach that. How's how yes. that going? Well, we, you know, I looked at wood and um, because I want it to look like it was done on clay, and it would be so hard to make a clay um, plaque big enough and carve it and all that. So I uh, looked at boards and gesso and paint, but at this point I am on um, some huge, thick, thick, uh, like boards, and I've painted them, and I'm painting, I'm drawing, and I did this the sketch that I do on my pottery, the background, and I have about 15 different animals. Oh, nice. And each, they're all clay colors. So I was hoping it'd be done today so I could bring it to show you. <laughs> but I should be done with it in the next few days. Definitely. It's almost done, but I'm real happy with the way it's coming out. Yeah, look for some uh, new releases and Jody products. And it'll be in all of these same products. And what do you think about these mugs? Aren't these great? Oh, I love them. They, they keep the... Stuff. And it's vibrant. I just love yeah. the vibrancy of all the everything came out. The bag is just phenomenal, and the oh. inside is really nice. It's got a oh, nice yeah. suede li lining and pockets, and it just feels good. It's a yeah. perfect well, size. Well, it looks good me. on you too. So thank you. <laughs> You're all styling. I'm real happy up. with my stuff. <laughs> well, we'd like to thank uh, Jody for coming in today and podcasting it out. Thank you for having me. Blue Rain Gallery podcast. Thank you for supporting me for all these years. <laughs> we and, love you. You're, you're I a love fantastic you. person. Thank you. Thank um, you. We'd like to encourage everybody to subscribe to us on um, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Um, new episodes come out every other week. Uh, you can also see it on the Blue Rain Gallery uh, under uh, podcast and um, on our Facebook and our Instagram. So, thank you again. Thank you, Leroy. And until next time, Blue Rain yes. Gallery Podcast. <laughs>
Hey, I know I'm in love. 